You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 281. I'm pretty sure, right, Cap? Yes, let's go with that. You can find me at turnersparks.com. I'm on tour right now. My album's coming out September 30th. I will talk about that later, but I'm on tour right now. I'm in uh, September 2nd, 3rd, Carson City, Nevada at the at the, uh, the Nugget, the Nugget Casino. I'm doing a casino Ooh. gig. I said, it's opening weekend for college football. I want to be at a casino so I can do a little gambling. They said, no problem. Come on over to Carson City. So I'm doing that September 2nd and 3rd and then go to Turner Sparks for all the rest of my tour dates. I've just, I'm on a new tour right now. It's called Turner Sparks Grows Up. I saw the picture on Facebook. It's big, it's big out. news. I'm out. blowing up on Facebook. So I'm going. It's um, I'm going to Australia early next year. There might be there's some Mexico mm. talk in the works. Mexico I, talk. I Look might be that. going back to Mexico. I'm all over the, these United States of America. I was in Pinehurst, North Carolina last weekend doing shows. <laughs> That's where you uh, started the tour. Pinehurst. You always start in Pinehurst. Park. The last yeah. one I started in Detroit. No, and uh, I almost mistake. got shot like 25 no. times. Pioneers is the best audiences for starting a tour. They, all the comedians say that. The, everyone says that. So you go to the country club <laughs> in North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely not. It's triple gated community. You're not. It's the opposite of Detroit. <laughs> they do two professional tournaments in there and they treat you nice. They says, hey, don't worry. No one's going to shoot you. Yeah, and uh, everyone on has guns, but no one's going to shoot you is what they say. You got a lot of good guys with guns. Protecting a lot you. of good guys with guns. Exactly. <laughs> and Pinehurst. So I started there. It's been good. It's great so far. And uh, we're back on the road. So it's going to be a lot of half written bits. If you want to come see those stuff that's not really worked out yet. It'll be great. That's you find me. Turnersparks.com. Find Kaplan at Cap in America on all social media platforms. Also, I want to say subscribe to my Instagram at Turner Sparks because I'm releasing comedy clips. You're every blowing week up now. on Instagram. You got some good clips coming lately. I just had one that 110,000, 111,000 people now have seen it. So um, check that out. Anyway, whatever. You're a celebrity now. You're Instagram famous. How does it feel? Instagram. I've get, <laughs> at, By the way, 111,000 people saw the clip. I think seven people actually then became my subscriber or whatever. Is that a good in. ratio? I don't know. Not how very good. <laughs> no, you want more than seven. <laughs> seven out of because we learn I'm in real estate agency and they say you got to call like 100 people to get one. Yes. Yeah, you know, exactly. When you, when you cold call. So 110,001. No, that was a bad ratio. Turns out it's you, you have to call about a, a little more than a thousand people. You got to call 110,000 and get seven yeses. Is <laughs> exactly. Me. That's a lot of calls. <laughs> a lot of calls. Kaplan, uh, you're back. You're in Canada. So for our Patreon subscribers, there was no episodes last week because Cap was in Canada all week. I'm sorry. Bad Wi-Fi in Canada. Doing his yearly pilgrimage to Canada. <laughs> That's where we uh, go, which still people. baffles me. The family goes every year to Canada. But uh, hey, so today it's a long episode. It's a round table. It's all the brains, all the smartest brains. So we're going to get straight to that. But before we do, Patreon subscribers, 
Uh, go to patreon.com slash lost in America. Subscribe normal weeks when we're not on vacation. You mm. get three, two to three episodes a week of me and Kaplan live from our bunkers. Mm. Uh, my cousin Terry is here right now. She's a big yeah. Patreon subscriber. She's in New York City. It's her first time in many years. And she said all she wants to see is James in Long Island City. James is a star of the bunker show. And James, star of the bunker show. He's one of Kaplan's neighbors. Can he I has tell no you? No idea. He's a star. I'll give you one taste. I got back from Canada late last night after driving for like nine hours, 12 hours from Quebec City in the rain. I pull up, I get out of the car with the family. I'm unloading. Randy starts pushing all the stuff in, all the bags, while yes. I got the car. And all of a sudden, I hear a voice yelling at me. Kaplan, you're letting your woman move your bags for you. What kind of man are you? This is like I, 2 a.m. This is 2 a.m. I see James is there. And then you know, the first thing he says to me, what's that? I, your friend sent me these clips and they're not. I can't read the stuff he sent me. <laughs> he starts complaining. complaining because you sent some press releases about your show. He's going to publish on his website. And he's complaining that you put him in a Google Drive. He doesn't know how to work Google Drive. Amazing. We'll talk about that later. Amazing. But yeah. He said, because you told so he's he runs, let's give him a plug. Yeah, timesquaregossip.com is his website. Timesquaregossip.com. He's an old gossip columnist uh, from the, I don't mean he's old. I don't want to offend <laughs> no. him. I mean, he's been around he's, a very long time. He's a respected gossip columnist, <laughs> photographer. I'll go stretching all the way back to the 70s. When um, on the sun, the sun, the UK sun, when when Trump, Ivana Trump died, they went to him exclusively to get all the details on what (laughs) she was like. He talked about on the bunker show. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And he lives in Kaplan's building. He smokes a lot of cigarettes. He stands outside the building and complains. And I want to be in timesquaregossip.com to review my album. So he had very strict orders. Send me an article that you've written. <laughs> and he'll just publish it. <laughs> and then also send me high resolution photos. So I sent all of that to him and no response. And so then a week <laughs> later, I said, hey, man, just making sure you got all of this. And he goes, yeah, I said, send me photos. There's zero photos in here. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like you? 20 photos. Yeah, he told me, I'm not paying for Google Drive. You need to pay to get on Google Drive. How is so that the issue? He doesn't know how to do Google Drive, so okay. you got to you gotta dumb it down. Or maybe, like, in, se- separate them out. I don't know. Well, the issue, yeah, you got to se- maybe one photo his, at a time. His website is great, but it's kind of like a Netscape-looking website. He needs high so. resolution, but if yeah. you want high resolution, they have to go in Google Drive. Anyone you, might have, Google. you might have to go- bring them to Long Island City. like uh, those, By hand. Those books, yeah. Those, like, yeah, okay. What do they call those sheets where they show all the photos? Yeah. I'll bring a CD with the on them. <laughs> bring a CD. That's how you're going to do it. Anyway. Anyway, that's that. Kaplan, now let's get to this episode. You know everybody. They're going to introduce themselves in a minute, but it's Dr. Yeah. Andrea Jones-Roy from the political, from the, uh, sorry, the Majoring in Everything podcast. It is Andrew Heaton. Uh, from the Political Orphanage podcast. And uh, that's it, everybody. Buy my album. It's available it's, on CD now. It's go a great ep- it's a great episode. And we thought we might not go an hour and we went well over an hour. So enjoy. Welcome back. World's smartest podcast network. It's been a few months. It's good to see everybody. We are joined by Turner Sparks. Yes. How you doing, world? <laughs> Hello, Michael Kaplan. Hola. Shalom. Good to see you all. Shalom. And Dr. Andrea Jones-Roy. Hello, Andrea. Dajia Hao. Hello. You went Chinese on that one. Yeah, bringing it in. Shalom, Andrea. Shalom, shalom. Uh, And before we jump in, because I am chomping at the bit to discuss this particular topic. However... Does anybody have a forthcoming comedy album they want to bring up? I just want to clear the room real quick before we move forward. Does anybody have an album? (laughs) You shouldn't have. I'll let everyone else go first. Sure. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I have one that's, that's, uh, if I... 
tape together every set I've ever done and repeat the same material, then yes. Okay. That, Frank, that's all that doing a comedy album is, by the way. Well, then there you go. <laughs> yeah, I have one. It's coming out September 30th. Thank you very much, Professor Andrew Heaton. It is called um, Double Happiness. It is on Getter Done Records. That is Larry oh. the Cable Guy's record label, The Big Boss. Is Larry up there in the up there in his ivory tower? Larry the cable guy looking down on me, signing the checks. Uh, so double happiness. It is about um, my wife and I are our, our life um, over the last two years in a one bedroom apartment in Brooklyn, New York, surviving a global pandemic. You can get it at turnersparks.com. You can pre order this is important pre order. The um on go to iTunes and pre-order it now. The more pre-orders I get, it it'll come to your phone or your computer or whatever you pre-order it on the second it comes out on September 30th at mm-hmm. midnight. Bang! It'll wow. just appear and you'll be like, oh yeah, I bought that thing years ago, uh, months ago. I forgot about that. Or if you want a signed CD, you can go to turnersparks.com. Um, follow the instructions there. I will sign an album for you and send it to you. I just got them in today, so you'll get it a month before everybody else. How about that? Kaplan's mom got one, Jan Kaplan. So she's uh, uh, very excited. She'll get to hear it. Thank you. Biggest autograph she ever got. Anyway, that's that. I I am gonna pre-order one, and I expect to laugh very hard and gain a couple of inches in height and increase my credit score. I this is my whole life's mm. about to change. All that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think you'll get discounts on. Um, Rental cars, too, is something uh-huh. they've thrown in. <laughs> is there a timeshare deal? Because I would be interested in that. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. get a week in Cabo every year if you buy it. Wow. It's, it's all kinds of stuff. It's very exciting. Anyway, let's Here. start this topic. All right. Can I ask a logistics question about your album, actually, Turner? Because I, I get your emails, so I've been aware of this. Uh, oh, yeah. Pre-adding it on Apple Music is not the same thing as ordering it on iTunes, correct? I well, this this whole this is the topic Heaton was eager to get to is the Apple conglomerate. Oh right, that's you're a good right. Question. If you already have Apple Music and you're like, I'll just listen to it, that does nothing mm. for me. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Yeah, that's taking money out of your. That's taking food off your table. It's like, wow, you hate artists? Okay. I think Kaplan's brother did that. Kaplan's brother on the first album, right? He was very proudly said, tell Turner that I've listened to it on Apple Music. I say, thanks for nothing. You're just giving money to Apple, to Steve, to dead Steve Jobs. So don't (laughs) do that. No, you want to buy it on iTunes. Thank you very much. Cancel your Apple Music subscription and buy it on iTunes. And we love you. Heaton's gone to... Cancel his Apple Music subscription. <laughs> <laughs> Heaton just left. Uh, Andrew, should we start or should left. we wait for Heaton? Yeah, let's just start. Heaton, Heaton was so excited to do this. He'll, there he is. All right. He's in Scotland, so you know. Yeah, there's no internet in Scotland. I can't imagine they actually have Wi-Fi in Scotland. I didn't know. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. So, all right, everyone. So we are, now that we've talked about Apple Music and iTunes and Turner's album, we are here to talk about something that I think we all have a lot of experience and wisdom about, obviously, is the world's smartest podcast network. So what we're going to talk about is wokeness and whether or not wokeness is a new religion. So that's the theme. And unlike previous roundtables, we are going to talk about this from every angle uh, with bringing all of our diverse insights to the table. So to start off, I thought we'd go around and say, what is a religion? And maybe even offer our religious credentials. So for example, I took uh, religious studies 101 in college. I was so moved by all of the 
food rules related to Judaism that I, and I read uh, The Chosen One or the other, whatever that, <laughs> the, the others? I can't remember. The book where the guy is Jewish and his he's like- The Outsiders? The Torah? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't read any of those. Uh, okay. The guy's Jesus, the, the New Testament. The first five books. <laughs> the Chosen One, I don't know. And I had no idea the Jews were the chosen people. So we we spent, you know, three weeks talking. Oh, my God. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. Talking about the main four religions. And uh, and I was like, Judaism wins. And so I observed um, what, Passover one year. And I also fasted for a day. And then I was like, I'm done. Wait, was it on the right? Did you fast on a Jewish holiday you're supposed to fast on? Or you just picked yes. a random day? Intermittent fasting. Yes. Yeah, and I went to, uh, it was with the, like, Jewish whatever at my my college, Uh, a lot of Jews at my college, and so it was very thriving. I was one of, like, six students who fasted, so it was me and the, not the chaplain, what's it, the rabbi, rabbi, and some other people got together, (laughs) and uh, everyone talked about how the fast was, I forget what holiday it was. Yom Kippur, uh, probably. You have an easy fast, a hard fast. You like to talk about. Oh, what does that mean? Yeah. A fast is it's not like it's you're not doing anything. It's like how is doing nothing? I don't know, kind of like nothing. Well, you're supposed to have an easy. You wish people. Well, because because okay. you, you you might you might be having an okay time with it. It might be you you might be struggling with it. Uh, you you might be drinking lots of water. That's that mm. you know. There's, there's you're, no you're, you're just reporting on how it's going for you. You're not reporting on how you're <laughs> Wait, doing it. He, right. Let Kaplan. Kaplan's the only one who does this. Let's see what he is. Of, of like, well, I, I I got my stomach stapled. Wow, way to way to Christian splain or atheist well, splain the cap. You're not. I am Kaplan. I'm Jewish. We should say since I didn't give credentials, okay. but you're not allowed to drink water. He and on, on when you're fasting in Judaism. Are you not? No, this is not like oh, uh, uh, intermittent fasting. Apologies, everyone, or something. No, yeah. So you can brush your teeth. Well, that was yeah. I was like, I was having green smoothies the whole time. No, I went to the thing and everyone had to debrief how it was. And one of the older guys was like, like one of the professors was like, it's really hard not to have coffee. And I was like, oh, I forgot. I definitely had coffee and water. And- <laughs> oh my so- God. This is, I mean, you see why we don't have that many members. He's like, it's, it's really yeah. hard to not have pancakes. You're like, oh man, I had pancakes. Yeah. The only, <laughs> the only thing I really did well is I really like matzah. I'd never had it till I was 19. And my friend, parents would all send them matzah for Passover and they didn't want it so they gave it to me so I ate matzah for like a month which the I'm over it now. love matzah they always love matzah really well, yeah right. Turner do you right. love matzah Keaton those Should are my I credentials next? Turner what do you got yeah go yeah, ahead give us your credentials I'm a Gentile. I am uh, a Presbyterian. I grew up Methodist none of those words mean anything to anybody but I go to church um I'm the one comedian in New York City who goes to church, I believe. I go on Sundays uh, in the morning. <laughs> and Nice. Oh, also, I was a religious studies Unexpected. minor at the University of Miami. Mm. I just remembered that. So I got a little education myself. <laughs> Thank you. University of Miami is a known uh, the- theological ceremony. Of school, course. Right? Of course. Yes. <laughs> Eaton, go ahead. What? Uh, I uh, was raised Presbyterian. I converted to Eastern Orthodoxy when I was in high school and was very, very devout throughout mm. high school and college. Like I was hanging out at monasteries and things uh, wow. on breaks, kind of thought I might become a priest at some point. I have a, a, a degree in religious studies. Wow. Uh, and then um, at some point in my mid-20s, my, my faith kind of fell out from under me like a muffler on the highway. 
and I have been a friendly, low-wattage atheist or agnostic since that time. We want to get real granular. You could probably even call me a secular Buddhist. That is to say that <laughs> I really like Buddhism, and I read a lot of Buddhist stuff, and I, I, I'm trying to train myself to think like one, but I don't believe in any of the supernatural stuff. Mm. You don't believe you're going to come and, back as a something else, as like a, a toad? Like a tortoise? I mean, God, I hope so, but I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, for, for, to, to, to put the cards on the table here, I hope I'm wrong about pretty much everything. Like, I think when I die, it's just blackness forever. Yep. That doesn't sound fun to me. I'm not rooting for that. I hope Turner's right. That sounds pretty good. I don't know what I don't know what the the Jewish afterlife is like. It's got to be better than mine. Uh, and and if if those aren't available, yeah, reincarnation sounds pretty fun. But but at the moment, I'm I'm skeptical of all of those outcomes. Yeah, and I just to say, I went to the Jewish day school, an Orthodox elementary school in in Pennsylvania. Sure. So I got the full. So yeah, I'm a full Jew. I've done the whole thing. I've been a full but Jew. Now I'm. Full, I know when to fast, when not to fast, what you're allowed to drink. Um, but now, like most Jews, wow, real dig. Yeah, like most Jews, I'm. If you had put me like a gun to my head and you said I had a pick, I would say I'm an atheist. I guess I don't really believe in anything. Whoa, but, really. I mean, in the sense that if I had to, like, I don't really down deep probably believe there's a God or anything, but... Does your family listen to this? I was going to say, <laughs> is this breaking news to Jan Kaplan? No, no. Every Jew is a, every Jew who's not uh, a Hasid is an atheist in the, in the end. Jews are too... Ka Kaplan's describing literally every every Jewish friend I have. I, every single Jewish friend I have is literally like, well, I don't believe in God, but I, you know, but I'm I don't really believe in it. We pretend for the kids. <laughs> Hold the horses, Kaplan. <laughs> I've known you for 20 years. We've been doing a podcast together, Lost in America. Everybody subscribe now. For five years. <laughs> yeah. And you tell me all these stories. Oh, I take your kid. You send your kids to Hebrew school to go learn well, about something course. you don't believe in. They have to figure it out on their own. And then you, you told that you say you brag about how you're this, you're some high priest of Judaism. And so when you go I to am. synagogue, women aren't allowed to look you in the eye and how good that feels to you. <laughs> I should have put that, wait, I should have put that in the credentials. I am a Kohen for all the Jewish listeners. I'm the, if the Messiah comes back. It's something you don't I'm, believe in. I, which I don't believe is going to happen, but I would be the high, I could be the running for the high priest of Jerusalem. But I mean, probably wouldn't pick me. There's other Kohens out there who are more qualified, but. I at least okay, say, so yeah. the, yeah, go the on. only actually I mean, religious they, they might person. go with one that believes it. Yeah, they might. But I don't eat pork. I like to keep all my options open. That's so so just so in case I'm wrong, I don't eat any pork. No swine. So, <laughs> so that's my thing. Yeah. Okay, so the only actually religious person in the World's Smartest Podcast Network is Turner. Am I understanding this right? This is a revelation to me. That's right. The cap's been lying to us. Well, I go to synagogue. Turner is right. I do go to synagogue for the holidays. I, so I'm a fake. I'm a religious enough to fake it. So I can I, I can play both sides here. Kaplan's one of these I go for the holidays people. He's he's religious but not spiritual. Kaplan, I got a message to you from all the actual religious people. We don't need the I go for the holidays people. You're not making, yeah. we don't, we don't, God, just don't come at all. We, you're not making us feel better. Yeah. We don't care. We don't care. I know it right. feels better for you, but it doesn't even feel better for yeah. you. You don't believe it. Anyway. Uh, so all right. does religion or no, what, what is a religion is the, is the thing. So, okay. So about, what right? clearly no one here knows except for Turner, but what is, what makes something a religion? And I will take uh, input from religious studies, degrees, practice, monasteries, what have you. Like what, what is religion to begin with? I I looked it up the definition. Did we all do that? Or am go. I the only one? Let's go. Let's go. Merriam Webster. So there's two there's two things here. One is uh it says 
Oxford Dictionary says the belief in and a worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal god or many gods. But then, right. it, so, so that's one. But then it also says a particular sis. So, so basically, that's one that wouldn't have to do with wokeism. There's no, I don't think wokeism believes in a god, right? There's no like override unless it's like Ruth Bader Ginsburg or somebody. But um, I was gonna say justice, but all right, let's go. Yeah. Uh, but the second definition is a particular system of faith and worship. Mm, yes. And the third mm. is a pursuit or interest in which some ascribe supreme importance. So now we're getting closer. Hold on. Say that last one again. The dictionary definition would be, to me, as someone, it, there's much more to it. If you're someone who, who, like go, who goes to church every week or, or, or whatever your religion is, Islam goes to your is it a temple. Uh, mosque. Mosque. They have a mosque. mosque every week. <laughs> you just started another war. Don't get us, don't get us in trouble with that, on that, that front. Please. It's, I think mostly uh, – well, that – a big part of it is a sense of service to others, a sense of community in your mm. area. So a service to others, meaning like the poor, the less fortunate, but also to the other people in your community. That hey, I got your back. It's this, and it's also a thing you do every week. It's a place to go, and uh, I think prayer is a big aspect of it, which is very similar. It's almost like meditation. It's very similar to meditation. Mm. People are like, "Pray, who are you praying to?" You're not praying to anybody, but then they also are like the same people who say that say, "You got to meditate. Everybody must meditate." I got news for you. It's all the same thing. You're doing the same thing, right? Okay, instead of praying to God, you're praying to yourself. But other than that, it's basically the same. That's why I make sure to never sit quietly with my thoughts. So I so there's the dictionary, which is like, hey, we believe in God. And then there's the practical, which is, well, it's the service you do. It's this time you take for yourself to think alone and a place you go every Sunday to remind you to kind of to check in and keep going. Got it. All right. So here's what we're going to do. This is perfect. Thank you, Turner. I want to get everyone's take on religion and, and let's not worry about wokeness yet. We'll just, I'm taking notes because that's the kind of smart round mm. people we've got. Then we're going to go taking back and, and layer wokeness on it. Heaton, what do you got? What's religion? Um, I think that you should go with a functional definition mm. of religion. I think so the, the, the first definition you brought up, Turner, is what a lot of the time people do, which is they basically go, what is my religion? Okay, do other things that people claim are religion have similar things? This is a, a kind of a, 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 a me-based way of looking at religion, which is, well, my religion, my background's Christian, so re- okay, there's a holy book, there's a God, um, there are holidays, there is fasting. And so you look at uh, Judaism and you go, oh, okay, that's a religion, it's got all that stuff. Um, the problem that I have with that definition is that there are lots of religions that don't have that. Like, um, as I said, I quite like Buddhism. Well, Buddhism doesn't really, it can have gods in it. They're not really central to it. Like, like, like gods and Buddhism are, are there in a kind of storytelling capacity. They're just characters that occasionally pop up, but there's no active relationship with a god in, in Buddhism. Uh, and you can find other religions that'll have one, but not the other. So there might be a religion that has, um, it doesn't have a text because it's an oral tradition, but it has deities or it has worship. So I think that, that a better way to approach religion is to look at it functionally. What is the function of religion? And I would say the function of religion is to provide order and meaning mm. to life. It's to give a, an explanation of why things happen and how we operate. Uh, and so it it, it keeps life from being random and chaotic and tends to have a a purpose and an origin story 
and a filter with which to look through the world. So it might be, this is why, you know, we all sweat from our brow when we have to work as farmers because of Cain and Abel, and it's an explanation for that. But it doesn't necessarily have to be cosmic. It could be like the origin story of, of say, like North Korea uh, or, or something like that, or like in communism. I, I think communism in the Soviet Union was functionally a religion, it, like the state itself became a religion. And it had its own epics about there was this dark period of plutocrats. And then there was a prophet named Karl Marx that came and predicted that the, the workers would rise up. And now we're marching towards this eschatological end. So anyway, my point is, I think that function is the best way to look at religion. And, and that function is providing order and meaning to life. Now, I know you talked about this on a recent episode of your podcast, The Political Orphanage. Uh is is science not one of these things, right? It provides order and meaning to life. It's a lens through which we understand things. That's a great question. Uh, I think we can make a distinction immediately between science and scientism. Yes. So scientism would be uh, people in lab coats are the new priests. And if you wear a lab coat, you have been endowed with some kind of intellectual authority and you're not allowed to question them. Um, that would be scientism. I, I think um, science is a process rather than an ideology. It's it's a it's a protocol based best practices of rationalism and empiricism. And I All think right. in that capacity, it is not. Uh, and uh, and it, and it does seem to me to be different than religious thinking. Like like as we'll talk about later, I, I think that secular thinking is actually vanishingly rare. I think most people who think they're secular are not really secular in their thinking. And one of the hallmarks of this is. Do you have a revelatory based approach to life where something is given to you and that is authoritative and you don't question it? Uh, or do you have a like I could be wrong, let's let's continually update and revise opinions and change them perspective, which the scientific method lends itself towards. Love it. Cap, now that we know you're an imposter, I'm not sure I'm gonna trust a thing you're gonna say. <laughs> but but what's religion? Everything I was gonna say, he just poo-pooed. I but I was gonna one thing I, I just think it's like a belief system that's important that's culturally passed down from you to your children. To, that you want that you think it's important that it should survive and it's also there's a there's something to it where now you're gonna say i'm an imposter but like you don't care about the facts like it's just that like you care about the stories that you're passing down and whether or not the, you, you don't think of, it, it, the religious part is you don't think about whether you believe it's true or not you know it's just this is the this is why we live the way we live this is the, the lessons we took out of the story um and also it's a way to get out you need holidays to get out of school that's in new york city we, every religion gets a holiday <laughs> off in New York City. Um, so that's very important to be a religion. All right. All right. So so I love these takes on religion. Thank you, everyone. I shouldn't say takes. I should say thoughtful mm. pieces of wisdom on religion. The only thing I would add to the conversation that I don't think we've hit on, Cap, you kind of got there, is a code of morals, right? It usually is something that offers a right and a wrong, like things you should do, things you should not do. And I think a lot of the religions have a lot that are the same. Like most religions seem to be against stealing and murder, as far as I can tell. Mm -hmm. Is there uh, one though, that's not? That'd be a cool one. Which is, but also they're full of sh crap because <laughs> uh, uh, the Crusades. All right. So here's what we've got. All right. So I want to I want to summarize what we've got so far. So so Oxford definition, we're focused on a belief in some kind of higher power and we're worshiping that higher power. And people think that that's important. Turner says this is about practice, community service to others. Keaton's coming in with a functional definition, providing order and meaning to life, a, a way to to uh, make sense of the world. And Cap offers a belief system based on a story that we don't question and holidays. Uh, and as I said, mine is morals and a code of right and wrong. So, all right. So now we are going to scientifically figure out if wokeness 
is a religion. First, let's just clear the air on what wokeness means. I'm representing team left here uh, and also alienating all of my friends who are to the left of me and, and likely far more woke. Uh, so so I, I'm not going to come out yet with what who's who's furthest to the right. Do we know who, who wants to start on what wokeness is? I feel like that's where we should start. I think Kaplan's further right than me because he's online telling people not to wear a mask a lot of the time. On COVID stuff, I'm definitely <laughs> to the right of Turner. So, he sends yeah. Fauci death threats. All right, Cap, let's hear yeah. about it. What, what, do you, what, what was the question? What defines woke? What's, what's wokeness? I think that wokeness is a belief system in uh, – there's certain tenets of wokeness, anti-racism to an extreme, I guess, is one of them. Um, the uh, – what are the other ones? Uh, uh, I guess gender, like – there's no genders anymore kind of thing. <laughs> I think that's part of it. Okay. Uh, there's no, um, what are the rest? What are the other, th- th- just a ho- very far left on everything. D- I diversity guess. is really important. There's, there's uh, various forms of guilt. D- diversity is important, but not a di- diversity of opinion is not important anymore. It's like, there's a right, yes. there's a right mm-hmm. answer to everything historically. And diversity of identity, diversity of identity yeah, I don't actually completely understand what makes because we just use the part of I think the, what's interesting about this is we just use the word woke about everything. We right. probably use it about things that don't aren't even woke. Uh, I think we use it for anything that's vaguely left of us that we disagree with. Is, is sort of yeah, didn't I, it change recently? Because like like I I remember the exact moment I heard the term woke. I was in New York City and one of my friends from sketch comedy. Um, who who is definitely culturally to the left of me used the term woke and I was like I've never heard this before what is it he's like well you wouldn't be woke and I was like well why why wouldn't I be woke and he's like well because you you're not you don't really apologize that much you weren't a sports Uh, guy like for it it it, uh, it but but he at the time though it was a term that when I briefly heard it it was a term that was being employed by people that self identified as woke as a statement that they had awakened to the reality of of uh, minority oppression and, and racial uh, injustice, et cetera, et cetera. And then that kind of got seized or co-opted by conservatives. And now I never hear people that I would describe as woke self-identify as woke, but rather it's used by um, conservatives or non-woke or tradi- what do you want to say it is to, to describe people that are very politically correct uh, and very vocal about it. Yeah, I would. Um, I, I, so I was also looking this up. Nice. <laughs> Webster says they say that it's a to be well informed on issues regarding marginalized people. All right. I think mm. that the word marginalized encapsulates all of it. That's what woke is. Um, I, as far as I understand, I mean, it started out with people saying "stay woke," right? Wasn't right. that a thing? And white privilege that, was the original thing, right? That was the original. Uh, one of the original one of the original tenets that's, that's part understanding of, white privilege and yeah and i can i say what the issue is here the, the very basic issue and i think the root of all this problem of is woke good is it bad are people woke are they not woke is if it's the the defense if you're defending marginalized people no one's defined what's a marginal everyone has a different definition of what's a marginalized person so mm. I think that in America, um, poor white people would think that they are the marginalized person. And they have dis- – but, but society on the left or I guess mainstream media, I would call it, right? Like most television outside of Fox News and is Breitbart a TV station? I don't know. <laughs> uh, would tell them 
80 to 90% of media would tell them that they are the privileged people and that um, kind of mo- what they should be careful with what they say and what they do because it might affect people of other races. And they're saying, well, I'm the poor one. I'm, I, li- you know, I live in the trailer park. It's, how about me? What about me? So I think that's the fundamental issue with this whole concept is that we haven't all agreed as a society who marginalized people are. And the easiest way to break it down is by race. I'm I'm going to go a step further and say, I think that there's one other big problem, which is that it's really goddamn irritating. And I say this as somebody that is in favor of helping people that are being oppressed and and redesigning the system to be a better system for everybody. I'm very much in favor of these goals. But the reason I get really irritated with woke people, however we want to define it, is that they are the Southern Baptists of the left. And I say that as someone from Oklahoma who has multiple Southern Baptists in my family who I love. But when I'm talking to them, I know they believe in a concept of magic words. There are certain magical words that have magical properties that cannot be uttered because it's sinful. And I have to adjust my my locution when I'm around them to accommodate that. And they believe that it's incredibly important that you believe the right thing and you say the right thing, that this is of supreme importance, that it's also important to convince everyone around you that this is very important and make sure everybody's fiery about it. And like That is the same conversation I'm having with my woke friends all the time, but at least with the Southern Baptists, they acknowledge it's a religion. And so I can kind of engage with them, whereas I don't have that ability when I'm talking to my woke friends. Andrea, what do you think is woke? What, what's your definition? Yeah, so I think you're, I, I agree with with where we've gone with this, and particularly Turner, I think, nailed it, is that it's not just, you know, being on the left and progressive. I think it's specifically the marginalized populations that you're really hyper-focused on, but you do look at everything else through that lens. So I think a woke person would say, okay, yes, we care about, you know, the plight of various marginalized people. I think you're absolutely right that defining marginalized people is something that we sort of tacitly do, but we don't, we're not clear. And I think indeed, you know, class, for example, uh, is is not seen as, as salient an issue as race. And I would also put gender there. Uh, but uh, you look at things like climate change, public health, voting systems, and you explain what's going on in those places as a result of oppression, white supremacy, and other things. So it's, 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 it, it's not just understanding the experiences of, the, of particular populations and trying to say, how do we do things to change? It's like the, the piece that gets me kind of most tangled up is that a woke person, I would imagine, a truly woke person would see every outcome in so or the first instinct would be to apply a woke or or anti-racist or some kind of particular uh, related lens to understanding that thing. I mean, I see things around New York City, for example. I go uh, to train circus, and people will wear shirts that say things like "decolonize fitness." <laughs> so the fitness yeah. industry is something that God. woke people are well, thinking about. And I, yeah. my reaction to that is, hold on, what? And I, and I, I, th- I haven't asked about it, and I won't because I'll get in trouble. But I think my most generous interpretation of that is that there is a physical ideal of like a slim, fit person, and there are different ideals for men versus women. And I think both of those are based on typical quote heavy quotes body types for white people. And so there's arguments that you're not appreciating the the way that muscle and fat forms on different races. I think I don't know if that's what it is. 
I actually don't know. Yeah, I actually totally forgot that part of being no, that's the exact kind of irritating thing I'm talking about. That kind yeah. of like I totally forgot that part of being woke is uh, looking at like this like an obese person in Sports Illustrated being like <laughs> so brave, yeah. so hot. Yeah. yeah. Oh my. I actually God. even think saying brave would be not woke. Oh, because why would they need to be afraid to share their beautiful bodies? They're just right. beautiful. And see, uh, and this, this, is, this is part of what, what is so irritating for, for those of us that are out with this system but having to deal with it is that a significant amount of the interchange that we have with folks sure sounds like boilerplate, boilerplate aphorisms with no real meaning behind them that are, are uttered as an incantation to show what a wonderful person I am. So like I'm, I'm here in Edinburgh. I'm here at the French Festival. I went to a show the other day. And at the end of the show, the, the, the comedian that, that's from America went, um, hello, thank you so much for coming to the show. Um, this show was developed on the tribal lands of the Navajo, mm -hmm. the Cherokee, the Choctaw, the Seminole. And I was like, why are you, what, why are you even bring like, I would kind of be with you if we were actually back in Minnesota on the lands that you're describing, but you're just, you might as well just say, I'm a great person and then, you know, <laughs> grab yourself and, and then gesture to the crowd. Uh, and this, this is by the way, my, my problem with religious people in general, uh, to, to, to sling it on the Christians for a minute. Um, like, like it, it seems to me that the, the, the bits of religion, I shouldn't say seems the bits of religion I really like that I think are really wonderful are helping people in community. The bits of religion that piss me off are when people go, mm, I don't want to actually do any of that stuff, but I'm going to say things that are cheap and cost me nothing. And I want you to declare me a good person. And I see a lot of that. Can I piggyback on that for a second? Because one of the things that when I think about woke, when you asked me earlier, is the idea, like with school districts, like in San Francisco, for instance, where the schools are terrible. They were terrible before COVID. They were even worse because of shutting the schools down. And the people who were on the school board, in their minds, they thought it was important enough that we should change, we should hold hearings and change the names, you know, of every problematic person who ever, Abraham Lincoln included, who was ever on a school. And they feel like good. They feel like they did something that day that'll make these. And they did nothing, you know, and they'd say like equity or whatever, but they did nothing to make well, school better. You know, like it's Kaplan. One of those examples from the San Francisco school board is they uh, got they voted to get rid of the uh, word chief. Oh, right. Like they yes. don't have a chief operating officer or a chief financial officer. And they all high five and hugged <laughs> each other afterwards and went out for a beer. And the reason was because chief, uh, I guess marginalizes Native Americans, right. they thought. But then someone looked into it, and I, I should Google this right now, but it, it, it's, it's come from French, right? It, it's, it's a, yeah, it's rude as in a French word. It has nothing to do with Native Americanism, <laughs> but they didn't look deep into it. Uh, Heaton, along with your same thing, I was at the Melbourne Comedy Festival in Australia in March doing shows there, and before every single show, every single one, at, it starts at 8, 8, 8 p.m., say, for example. At, at 8 or at 7.59, a voice comes on that's pre-recorded. And it, so it's the same an exact announcement every time. And the voice comes on and it goes, Ladies and gentlemen, we're on the land of the... <laughs> The, they don't say Aboriginal. That's like you're not. I guess that's like a slur now. So it's the Mohegan, whatever the people, the Mohegan are people, and this is the place. And then it gets right. They go. This is a place where they toiled the fields mm -hmm. and sw like climbed the trees and picked the vegetables, and we are here to honor them. 
Now, a moment of silence. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then it's silence, and they go, now, on with the show. And the guy comes out, and he goes, so anyway, I was sucking a dick yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, how? And also, at no point do they say, so therefore... 10% 10% of the revenue goes to those people. Right. Nothing. No. They, yeah. they do nothing a- besides reading this thing. And there's a, a genuine moment of silence from a comedy audience. And they all adhere to it. And I, I guess they all feel better about themselves. But it does nothing. That's straight up liturgical. I mean, what you're describing is a liturgical process of somebody is saying a prescripted holy text that invokes meaning and everyone around is quiet and reflect. I mean, this, that is a worship service that you attended. Well, Uh, and and it's very, it's, it's very parallel to the idea of like someone shoots up a school and then they say thoughts and prayers and then we all move on. It's (laughs) except that over there, they, you know, eradicated a civilization. Well, even here in in New York, there are professors, I mean, professors all over the U S do land acknowledgements here too, where we say we are teaching on this land of, whatever I shouldn't, i'm gonna get in trouble for that do you do uh, this? yeah <laughs> and most of the students are international students and are like we don't know what you're talking about and we don't care but uh, <laughs> all right all right so Just, i think i think the, the correct response is you're a very good person right. now teach right <laughs> it's yeah i acknowledge all these horrible things but i'm not gonna do anything about it so i think or, or the other thing i think turner if that happens again i like kind of what i want to do next time one of these things is invoked is go that sounds horrible i think we should all take a brief moment of silence so i'm just going to set my watch for 10 minutes and um, let's uh, <laughs> let's just think the about show. this and then just fucking force everybody <laughs> to wallow in it. I mean, we should probably do it now, right? We're probably all sitting on, on stolen land. <laughs> Eric, add it in. Mm-hmm. Right, let's go. All right. So so here's where we are. So so I think I don't think we necessarily declare that wokeness is religion, but I think one lens of religion that's helpful is that it is a spectrum, just like any religion. So you can have like oh. devout people. What's up, Turner? Have we have we already passed that part? Because I want to say that we're woke- about to. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> so so one thing I want to say before we start mapping this to religion is that I think we do need to acknowledge that there are, that wokeness is a spectrum, not just are you woke? Yes, no. So there are people who will look at the world and every single thing is through a woke lens insofar mm-hmm. as we've just understood it. And there are people, maybe I'm on this uh, sort of closer to the right on this spectrum where I would say, I'm aware that that's a lens that we could use. I, I use that lens. I'm open to people pointing out that lens if I'm missing it, but it's not the primary way that I see the world. And so I would, I don't know that I, that means I count as woke, but I would acknowledge that we're kind of talking about some of the extremes. So the San Francisco changing the word chief and all that kind of stuff. And I think there are a lot of woke people who would not quite identify that far. I'm probably an imposter. I'm probably to woke like Cap is to uh, Judaism. All right. No, I, I think that that's a very good point. Like like in the same way that um, now, now that I am outside of religion, I get kind of mystified with the, the levels of variance within it. Like one of my one of my old roommates was Catholic, nominally Catholic, but didn't practice or anything. And I asked her one day, like, do you think there's a God? And she went, yeah, yeah, I think there's a God. And I'm like, do you think that God listens to your prayers? Yes. How often do you pray? Once, twice a year. I don't know, that's weird to me. That that seems very strange, right? But there's lots of people like that that are maybe functionally apathetic, where they're they're nominally something, right. and they they that that is the the titular ceremonial religion that they practice when they are feeling religious, but are from a day to day perspective 
apathetic or, or non-functional, right? And that, that applies to religions of all stripes, as you point out, Andrea. Which maps exactly to the person who says ahead of their comedy show, we're on stolen land and then does their show. That's, that's the going to church on Christmas. All right. So I want to go back to our definition. So Turner, you started us off with, with the Oxford definition that, fo- definition that focused on a belief in a superhuman. What do we got as far as wokeness on that? Does that is that consistent with wokeness? I would say no. Okay. I, I don't. I mean, everyone else, feel free to jump in, but I don't. I don't think that that connects. There's no deity. <laughs> There's yeah. It's it's. Not, I, not I think you're, you're on safe ground there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or and the only way I would say they pray to a god would be that they might be polytheistic. They pray to many gods, as everyone is their own god. Hmm. It feels like, uh, a bit. I mean, that's probably a step too far, but it does feel there's a certain, if you go to the, so I want to agree with you, Andrea, that there's, um, just like there is in religion, there's, there's shades of how woke and not woke people are. And the biggest issue might be right now that religions had like hundreds, thousands of years, thousands of years, I guess, to break into the little sex. So I can believe in God and be a Presbyterian in New York City and my church marches in the gay rights parade every year, which is true. Or you can also believe in God and be a Southern Baptist, as right. Heaton said, and be telling everyone like you're not allowed to drink alcohol and do anything and going around hating everybody. Wokeness is too new to kind of have developed those issues. Right. Right. And they have sacred texts, so to speak, but they don't have an actual deity yet. And I think well, actually, yeah. something I like to bring up on, on the note of newness, um, religions, based on my my investigation of this, I don't think religions typically think of themselves as religion until they've been around a really long time and get tax status, um, be, because most most religions, when they originate, view themselves as just the truth. If we were to go back to first century Greece or Antioch or Alexandria and talk to a recent Christian convert and say, so tell me about your religion, there's a very good chance they would go, well, I don't have a religion. Mm. Religion is uh, old bullshit where people make stone idols and and they create fictitious gods and pray to them. I'm not doing any of that. I have a direct conduit to the real living God and and I am all I'm doing is offering you the truth. I'm not offering you any religion at all. But then you give it a couple thousand years and, and you talk to like a Jesuit, I think they'd go, that is true. We're not really a religion. However, for regular conversational purposes, when talking to Hindus and Jews and 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 more uh, Muslims, we will go ahead and acknowledge ourselves as a religion. But they don't tend to think of themselves that way when they're coming let around. Me, let me just say that I went to Jesuit high school. Jesuits are Catholics. <laughs> are they, I don't know enough about Jesuits to know if you just <laughs> insulted taken. everyone. But I will say he, he has a point about like Judaism, like early because I did study it. They, you know, the early Jews, they didn't think the other people were religions. Like they had, they prayed to multiple gods. That's, they're not a religion. We're the chosen people. That whole concept came because, yeah, we're the only ones doing it right. Everyone else, you're a bunch of barbarians. I was so, taught in high school, in yeah. Catholic high school, that Mormonism is not Christianity because they believe, which is a very, I mean, you could claim this. They believe that it, it's true. They believe that when all men die, they become gods. And that well, the women they, become their servants in really? heaven. <laughs> and so culture. if you believe in many gods, mm. then you're not a Christian. Christians believe in one God. So they are like, – yeah, I, I studied a lot of uh, Mormonism as well. They don't think all men become gods. Just there's the there's three different afterlives in, in the Mormon eschatology. If you are a Mormon and you're an upstanding Mormon of good faith, then, then you become uh, divine. You get your own planet. In Mormon Sorry. theology – 
Not uh, a our, god, our god planet. That's pretty cool. Jehovah, whoever we want to say it, um, our god started out as a mortal man on the planet uh, Kolob. And then eventually became God of our planet. And then we will presumably go on to it. I won't because I'm not Mormon, neither of you. But uh, hey, shout out to the Mormons, though. We all still get to go to heaven. Like you have to be really, 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 really bad in Mormonism to not go to any of the heavens. We all kind of get default uh, heaven state, which is nice. So I'm going to – I should also say just quickly that the teacher who taught me that, the priest, um, was a pedophile. (laughs) (laughs) We found out later on. I mean, I think hypocrisy – and and uh, an inconsistency is something that wokeness and all the religions have in common. Yeah. So I think that I, I agree with everyone that there's no superhuman, there's no deity, there's no kind of all-knowing person, human-like creature out there. I do think that in woke circles there is a – I don't know if this counts as religion, but there's an idea of undying justice and doing everything in service of this justice could be one. The other one that no one is going to like and that I'm going to get canceled for saying is that I think woke people have an implicit, if not uh, explicit, hierarchy of suffering. Yes. And the higher you are on that hierarchy, the more we bow down to you and want to listen to what you say and put you on a pedestal. So I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for this. But basically, if you're like a like a, a disabled, transgender, half black, half Native American person who was adopted <laughs> you are as close to a god as it gets in terms of our willingness to listen to what you say and do what you say we don't think that you're eternal and, and anything like that but i would put that's trending in that direction right if I you're a gay say. white man you're not you're pretty no one cares no one cares anymore no there, there's because there, there's <laughs> i think you're, you're absolutely right there, there is a there's a hierarchy of victimhood yes within within wokeness moral legitimacy and moral authority are derived from victimhood status and and you the more victimized you are, the more moral authority you have. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, I, I I think that's spot on. I think that's pretty pretty demonstrable. And I'm not saying that it were that that's wrong to focus on groups that, for lots of complicated and intersectional reasons, have it hardest. But I think there is a you know going to Cap's belief system that you don't question. There is a kind of looking up at the person who has it worse than I do and saying, well, whatever you say goes. Can I bring yeah. up something here that's just kind of yeah. point, pointed for this? So a big part of it, if you were tying this to comedy in any way, is uh, Dave Chappelle has been on this big crusade right. recently. And everyone can't really figure out why or what's... To me, it's very clear if you just watch his comedy, what he's talking about. He said it over and over and over and over and over again. And it's an idea that a white uh, born male who is a woman um, is more marginalized than him as a black man. That's the core of what he's saying. And he doesn't think that's right. He still thinks that the black man has had a tougher life. And when the people who are telling him to stop talking about transgenders are people who were born white men in America, but identify as women and he said this many times that this is no different than the white white man has been telling us to shut up for years. And this is just in a new extension of that. Anyway, I thought that tied in. I think that no, I think that gets to our discussion. I think, Turner, you brought this up earlier that we haven't quite clarified who the marginalized people are and what the again, there's a sort of sense of an order of suffering. And there's some disagreement yeah. around that. All right. So so Turner, your other your definition of religion focused on behavior, community 
you know, providing service to others. It gives you a place to go every week. It's people that you're around. And, and one of the other behaviors you can do is something like prayer and meditation. You offered us this lens. What do you think in terms of wokeness? How well does that map? Well, I think that it gets back to my idea that wokeness has not um, splintered into a bunch of different sects yet, mm. because I think it doesn't match up at all with the the church I go to in New York City, because it's for, if, for the type of uh, religious people who are focused on action, then I guess there is also a type of woke person who's focused on action. Those, there, those two things do exist. There's also religious people who don't focus on action, who just go to church every week. They wear the biggest hat. They want to sit in the front row so people notice them. And then they want to be seen as, as someone who's at church, but they never show up on the weekdays and do the, like give food to the homeless or any of that kind of stuff. And they really, it's just all about kind of show for them, which is also a big part of, um, of a version of woke, woke people can be like that. These are our Twitter, our Twitter warriors and stuff. Right. Yeah. I talked to someone who said they were a, a social media activist and I think what they do that, is just nothing. yell at people on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, that's not. That's, that doesn't exist. That's great. They're still <laughs> saving money for their trip to Europe. That's terrific. Right. So good, right. good job. That there. also, yeah. There's religious religious people, but we just had the advantage of time to separate into. Well, they don't. They literally don't go. They don't hang out where well, I do. You know what? I, I so if like to, to go back to the element of time. While, while I do think religions don't tend to self announce themselves as religions, I think we might have entered an epoch where religions will no longer identify themselves as religions. So I, I, again, I'm using this fairly loose functional framework. Andrea, I would incorporate yours as well of having a moral framework there, but there's religion is in effect an intellectual scaffolding of meaning, order, and morality that that enables the person practicing it to, to navigate life. That's, that's I think, religious thinking in a nutshell, right? For most of human history, or, or, or at least for the last two or 300 years, we, we made a distinction of like, ah, this is a religion and therefore it is important and protected. In modernity, we've kind of gone the other way where a significant amount of people are skeptical or outright dismissive of anything that identifies as religion as a kind of backward superstition. Mm -hmm. And so if you if you were to create a religion today, you would not identify as such because you would and I have to say a lot of my my woke friend, not everybody, because there's lots of overlap here, right? They're like I know people that are woke and Christian, but a lot of the people that are very actively um uh volumously woke would be very offended for me to call them religious because they view themselves as far more smart than all of the religious people oh, yeah. that are following their Stone Age nonsense, right? Um, so I, I think we've we've entered a period where um, we might even just eventually kind of dismiss the term and just say ideology or social construct or something like that because that that might be the the better term moving forward. I think you're you're both right. I mean, we don't. No one brings up a religion and says, hey, I've got this idea of a fake God that we can all believe in and that will give order to your life. Like those definitions come from the outside. And so, I mean, first of all, the biggest signal to me that wokeness is a religion is the backlash I will get for posting uh, a podcast episode that says, is wokeness a religion? So, all right. I mean, so the people, Cap, the, 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 sorry to interrupt, but I was thinking there was a lot of backlash. The Atlantic article that you sent us yeah. about, I know there was a lot of backlash. Just to, Why is this article even written? It's been said before. Like they don't like... You can't yeah. you can't keep criticizing them. They don't like right. it. Like well, a, this is, can you explain the article quickly, Cap? The article about is woke a religion? 
is wokeness a religion? That it, the con- there was okay. an article about it, and the, and the response to the uh, you're going to get backlash because the response to this article is everyone ripping on the author on the Twitter world. Like, why are they writing? Say something new. Say something new. Like, th- th- right? They don't like to just keep. They don't like having this conversation. It, so they don't want to be seen as a religion. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> because we're the yeah. one true religion, and we we we're, we're the one true religion, and we may not be impeached, and and we have the truth, and other people must coalesce around that truth. Like like just to, to throw out a couple of things that you you tend to see, like very few religions all have the exact same set of things. It tends to be like eighty percent of the things we identify as religion, right? Some of them have God, some of them don't. But like like a hallmark of religious thinking is heresy and blasphemy. Now, th- those are that's a religious mindset, right? There's a difference between saying somebody is in error and saying they are in sin. Those are qualitatively different states. Heresy is saying you are you are notif- uh, knowingly and um, a- and sinfully perverting the truth. Blasphemy is uttering a word which cannot be uttered. You are saying something that is profane in a sacred space, or you're talking in a profane way about a sacred topic. That's how religious people think. But but like, you don't see people like get that freaked out about like, I don't know, competing forms of plumbing. Like, like when you're just getting into kind of nuts and bolts engineering stuff, or even, even in economics, like, like, I feel like, like, Hopefully, people are a little bit more capable of of being able to um, navigate those those matters, and and uh, there's going to be pushback. And and again, because a lot of the folks that are the angriest think they're the smart people, and religious yeah. people are stupid, and so they don't want to be lumped in with them. Yeah, I just want to say one thing. I think we need to define uh, religious fundamentalists versus mainline religious people. I think what Heaton, what you're talking about is like people who are like you're everything you're saying is wrong, everything I'm saying is right. You're stupid. I'm not. Fundamental religious fundamentalists t- tend to believe this way, where there's a whole other swath of Americans who, like Joe Biden, is a Catholic, right? But he's also a Democrat president of our country who tends to do. I, I don't. Is he going around like like imprisoning Muslims? I don't think he is. Um, what I'm saying is, there's a whole world out there. Is that, is that right. a Catholic belief? He's, he's pretty pro-choice. Yeah, no, there's levels. The way any like you can be left-wing person who has some who's sympathetic to obviously some of these things without being a zealot. Just the way you know, I'm Jewish, and but anytime like there's be someone who you get these people who like they went to Israel on a program when they're in high school, and then they come back and they're wearing the the talis and the this, and they they're they're living in a West Bank settlement soon, and they're, they're pro- like. <laughs> People go off the deep end, and we we talk about them. But it, it seems that it seems that right now, maybe because it's new, that there's it's just like a higher intensity of people going off the deep end. That's well, I will say I had a, uh, a friend come back from a white friend come back from study abroad in India and was wearing saris and all this stuff uh, when she got back, which in the early two thousands was was so inclusive and and cultural and amazing. But obviously, is not okay now. So I like the distinction. And and so, Cap, the the article you're referencing that that motivated this conversation is in the Wait, Atlantic. Wait, re- real quick, re- yeah. real quick. Can I add a little bit to the definition of fundamentalism? Because I just want to highlight that real quick. I think if we're going to have a working definition of fundamentalism or zealotry, everybody knows what we're talking about here. We're not using a specific Protestant term. We're using the broad lowercase f fundamentalism. Fundamentalism is, I think, in a nutshell, a belief that there is a specific truth that I have that cannot be questioned and a burning desire to spread that belief to other people and ensure that they believe it as hard and loudly as I do. That's a fundamentalist. Well, it also believes the word of the, the word of your scripture, not the, not the lessons, not. Mm. So you fundamentally believe 
that every word you have to you have to abide by every word as it's written. Meaning that if whatever, if Jesus rode a donkey, if there were no cars, then you shouldn't have a car or something like that. Right. Um, I feel like that maps to Constitution obsessed people quite quite a bit. I will say I don't necessarily know that the spreading it to others is a requirement, right? So you could be my family on my dad's side are a lot of Calvinists, and I think evangelical. They sit very quietly and don't try to bring people in, and I think the Jews make it. Really we don't. Hard. We've done a great <laughs> job of not bringing anybody in. Yes. Yeah. That's a good point. You're right. There are there are people that that we would describe as zealots within Judaism, and and it is not an evangelical faith. Right. So yeah, I I. I I retract my definition. Right. Which, which I think is a distinction between wokeness, where one of the many missions of woke, maybe the key mission of wokeness is to make everybody else aware and change the system. In change the culture, really. To but better it feels yeah. like kind of like the opposite. It feels like the, the point is to, not to bring people in, but to push people away. Well, there's a division in the left, I would say, and in the various scales of wokeness, and I think dividing fundamental versus maybe just not fundamental is a, is a fine simplification where we say, should we be calling in or calling out? And we've been mostly calling out where we say, you're racist, that's bad, you can't say this, as opposed to saying, you know, it seems like you don't fully understand white privilege. I'd love mm -hmm. to have a conversation with you about it in a way that hopefully sounds less patronizing. And I would say, so Cap, the article that, that we're talking about from The Atlantic about it's literally is wokeness, the new religion. The backlash almost certainly, if you read the comments, the backlash almost certainly comes from the fundamentalist woke mm. community, yes. right? The yeah, right. yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I would say that's what I think is the majority. I mean, that's what we're talking about because you were talking earlier about the 90% of the media, Turner, I think you said, is sympathetic to this. And it's because they, they're... A, they're part of, some of them are very woke, but also many, they're just scared. They don't want these yeah. people, they come at them online, they're online. Everyone wants to live in this little online club, Twitter or whatever, and they don't want to get yelled at. And they, that's why the corporations all become like embarrassingly, like the NBA is doing like nonstop racial justice stuff that pisses off like, you know, fans who don't give a shit either way. Right. And rainbow just, logos. Yeah, they're just doing all sorts of stuff, you know, in the middle of the game, they're telling, you know, but just because people, they're just the loudest people in the room, you know, like they're, yeah, and, so, and that's why they're coming after comedy. So Cap, this sounds exactly like your, one of your principles of what religion is, which is adherence to a belief system and a story that you absolutely don't question. The other piece is holidays. So are there holidays in Locust? <laughs> there should be no. I, I was trying to think about that. Juneteenth. Yeah. Juneteenth. I was going to say, is Juneteenth count? Yeah, I thought maybe. Yeah. I didn't know like Indigenous Peoples Day, but Turner's going to tell me that's been around for a long time. So, uh, but uh, cancel. We're, we're like it, like it, it's it's localized, but at Evergreen College, how there was a day every year where the the black students wouldn't show up to highlight their absence, oh and then one year the student body decided that all the white students weren't allowed to show up, which is racist, you know, <laughs> because they were they were privileged. Like that seems seems to me that 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 is kind of. An obligatory religious holiday that's being foisted. We had a huge fight, not physical fight, but a huge thing break out when I was in college. I'm going to get the details wrong, but what's in my memory is that there was a day like that where the idea was to show the contributions of black people to society. My school was very white. And one of the things apparently is that black people invented forks or something and so they took someone took all forks. the forks out of the dining hall and people <laughs> lost their minds. And, and it I have no idea what the actual history of it is. I just know that it, it did not go well. And I don't think anyone helps the world become less racist. They invited salad forks or both forks. I'm just curious. Like I need to know. <laughs> I have a question for all of you. All right. So uh, and I think I sent this to Kaplan a couple months ago to see what he thought about it. We haven't talked about it yet on the air. The Friars Club. 
which is a group of oh, old right. white men, right? Yeah. Uh, frankly, it's getting now more. It's getting more. Uh, black. A lot of black people are now joining the club, but traditionally, it's an old white. I would say Jewish club, uh, who's now gone <laughs> off into just old. Now they have you. So yeah. <laughs> and they decided this year to take Juneteenth off work. Yeah, they closed the club for Juneteenth. They closed the club for Juneteenth. They also closed the club any chance they can get. Because I think the people, the staff who work there just don't want, they don't want to work. How do we feel about, is that good? Are they observing the thing? Or are they just taking advantage of this idea so they don't have to go to work that day? So so me, me being, I think, the most uh, so far curmudgeonly, yes, it's a religion character on today's panel. I like Juneteenth. I think it's a great holiday. Um, in, in the same way that I think the 4th of July is a great holiday. Wait, wait, I'm not. See, this is why you can't even bring it up. I'm not saying it's not a great holiday. Oh, no. I, I know you're I know you're not. I know, you, oh, I know, okay. I know you're not saying that. Um, the, the, the short answer is there might very well be people that are doing it because they want to go to a barbecue and sleep in. Uh, but like I, I'm, I'm just saying on our end, I think for those of us that aren't woke, we shouldn't. I'm just talking to me. I'm not talking to bit in the panel. I don't want to be reflexively against anything just because it might appear to be that thing. Juneteenth seems like a, a, a civic holiday well worth celebrating, um, given everything that's happened. Well, and it seems like it falls for now under the, for the Veterans record, Day. I agree. The Veterans Day <laughs> Memorial Day thing, right? Where yeah. it's like. I think my kids should have to go to school that day. They're white kids. <laughs> this is like school. becoming like the. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. Of course not. <laughs> yeah. Of course not. Well, there were. Wait, so. So there was a lot of tension about how do you celebrate Juneteenth and how do you do it in a way that's not cultural appropriation. So the people, the woke people got very wound up. So obviously on Juneteenth, black people can do whatever they want. Everyone else, you know, and, and there's a ranking. So brown people are pretty free to do whatever they want. Indigenous. <laughs> Which doesn't make are, sense, by the way. Wait, why does an Indian person? Yeah, right. nothing to do with they, slavery. I don't think they get it. You know, if you're darker skinned Indian, you can, you can sell. I, I don't know. I'm going to get caught. Yeah, but there was a lot of fuss on some very white kind of like Gwyneth Paltrow goop type websites where it was like, here's how to prepare a, a healthy seasonal meal for Juneteenth. And if it had nothing to do with black people, that was horrible. But if if you put, say, watermelon in something, that was even worse. How, how many injustices can dance on the head of a pen? Right. Again, this this all strikes me very much as theological thinking. And it also belies for, for people that are that are that are somewhat worried about uh, the illiberal left or the religious left, whatever we want to call this wing of, of leftism, why it's probably never going to be bigger than it is right now, because it's really not fun. It's really not appealing for anybody that's already outside of it. Right. Uh, what, what am I? What am I buying into with this airsats religion? This this substitute religion? I am buying into a world of guilt that does not have any exit strategy. There's no confession here. I don't get to confess my guilt away, but there's definitely original sin. There's there's original sin in the form of white privilege. There's original sin in, in forms of male privilege. There's all these things I have to feel guilty about all the time. There's all this hand wringing I have to do about am I okay if I if I move out of my neighborhood it's white flight but if i stay in my neighborhood it's gentrification like you have to do all it's it's exhausting right. and then even internally i think there's like just a fundamental functional problem as a religion with why i don't think it's going to ever really catch on um the <clears throat> same way like islam or mormonism did um i'm, I'm not making a, a declarative moral statement here i'm making a again a functional statement here for a religion to work really well long term it needs to have some variance of the golden rule for in members of the group it doesn't have to have it for out members a, a religion can function entirely well where where uh, uh pagans and and blasphemers or subhumans but within the group for it to be cohesive long term there needs to be some version of do unto others as you would do yourself whereas like when i look at the the, the 
the woke thing, it's like they're always trying to chop off the top of the totem pole. Right. Mm-hmm. And when, when, whenever the, the most problematic person's been chopped off the top, we now look around the room and go, all right, whose head do we cut off next? And I, it, that seems to me a kind of a self-devouring system that's not going not gonna to work long term. And looks a lot more like, like World War II German Stasi turning one another in as opposed Authoritarianism, to yeah. authoritarianism. Right? I mean, this happened in Cuba with Castro. It happened in Russia. It happened right. anywhere where somebody's in charge. And the way to get ahead is to, is to turn in the pe- I mean, it happened in America with the Red Scare. It's like the way you get ahead is you turn in the people around you. Well, yeah, that's what canceling yeah. is. Well, that's yeah, exactly that's, can- yeah. right. During during the summer 2020, there was a lot of, you know, books would float to the top of various bestseller lists, many by black authors that would say, you know, how to be anti-racist and, and various other books like that. And Somewhere they would trend right. for a week. And then someone would say, well, actually, there's a a, a masculine lens on this. And so it's hmm. not really into- that person would get shuffled down. And <sighs> part of it might be there hasn't been enough time. Uh, to, to make this religion. So before we, the last thing I want to do is ask about other possible religions out there. But before we do that, let's hear the verdict. So is based on this discussion, Turner, we'll start with you. Is wokeness a religion? What do you think? Uh, yes, I think it's an evangelical fundament in, in the Christian definition of religion. I don't speak mm-hmm. for all religions, but from what, from my personal experience, it's an evangelical fundamental one. All right. Um, it is. And, I want a couple more things I want to say though on that. Um, there is original sin, as as Heaton said, but the difference between what Christianity believes in original sin and this woke thing does is in Christianity the original sin is for everybody. We all are born with it. In in wokeism, it's only it, you're born with a different amount of it. If you're a straight white man, you're born with all of it. As a caste and system. the more oppressed you are, the less you're born with. So it, you're. Every, you're starting from a place of this person's better than that person. Mm. Everybody now go, you know, ranked original sin. Okay. Ranked original sin, which is an issue I would imagine. Um, and, uh, uh, I think that might be it. Okay, go ahead. All right. <laughs> I, should, who should go? I, I was going to, I again. think, I think, yeah, the way I view a religion, I think it is become a religion because I think it has, it has like the, uh, holy people. Maybe it doesn't have a deity, but it has, you know, like Ruth Bader Ginsburg or certain people who like people just worship, you cannot say anything bad about them ever when you question them. Cap, you're wrong, actually. Oh, she's been canceled lately? The, uh, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> the Ruth Bader Ginsburg w- is is thought highly of, but there was a lot of talk about how white her uh, oh. suite of, of clergy, I don't know what you are, in, in clerks. Oh, in, so she's uh, being replaced. They, they put out pictures of everyone who worked for her, and they all put homages to say, RBG, thank you so much for all you did. And a lot of people came to the internet and said, well, look how white that room is. So mm-hmm. she's not yeah. a hero. She's yeah. not here anymore. Can I give a real world world version why she's not a hero? Go ahead. Because she should have retired. I know. Yeah, but, I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying the way they used to make like dolls of her and they'd make like like they'd make, like of they course. just make like idols. Votive candles. And there's uh, you see like Kamala Harris or like there's a lot of people on the left where they just like put they make tchotchkes about them and they like they're like little worship things. And so that's one yeah, thing. But you just, clearly know nothing. Kamala Harris is so far out with the with the woke. I don't no think one, they're into yeah. her at all. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm not a woke person. I'm just saying the religious aspect <laughs> of uh, merchandise. But Sorry, the other thing is, oh, the other, well, last thing I'll say is like the, the like the gymnasium in my in my, we have a woke uh, kids gym in my neighborhood, and they have that big sign outside. Of course, they have like the flag, you know, and they have the in this house we believe kind of thing. And any place that has that, it just yeah, they're teaching like five year olds about pronouns, and they're just it's very like nothing's nothing they're doing is wrong. I'm just saying it's very religious, like zealot, like tree. Very Ten Commandments E. Very Ten Commandments. What what flag are you talking about, Cap? 
like the super pride flag one. Like they always are updating it. Like they're always yeah, adding they're always colors. They're each year it's coming down. They put up another one. There's no American flag. I'll be clear if you were oh, wondering. That's what I thought you meant. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there's definitely not. But there's also I've seen it. Those yard signs that say like in this house we believe Black yeah. Lives Matter. Trans yeah. is a stop Asian hate me at it. I was like waiting every time I see like an Orthodox Jewish guy gets his head beaten in Brooklyn. I'm waiting for them to add Jews. But they yeah. just—they're not adding Jews. Like we don't make not the cut. So <laughs> I, could, I could go and free, tell them about the Holocaust all I want. We don't. We don't. We're not going to get up in the pecking order. So, anyway. Keaton, what do you think? Religion or not? Uh, I I think it's a religion pretty clearly, but I I think that it might be more helpful to discuss religion as a a mode of thought as opposed to a noun or a body. Mm-hmm. And I would also posit that. Uh, most people have religious tendencies in some capacity, depending on how broadly we want to we want to expand this. If we're going like Yuval Harari, a la Sapiens, like mythological thinking is in the same family of religious thinking. We all engage in that because we we believe in social constructs. All of none, none of us are debating on a daily basis whether money's worth something or not. We all participate in this, uh, but we call it a social construct because it doesn't have an error of religion. Or even for, for people at home that are listening to this that are religious, I would suggest to you that you probably have multiple forms of religious thinking that are overlapping in the Western context and in, in Christianity, Islam, Judaism. Religion tends to be conceived of as unitary and mutually exclusive. You don't have a lot of people that simultaneously say they are Catholic and Muslim. In fact, most clerics from both religions would say that that's impossible. But uh, Turner and, and Andrea, you all have lived in Asia. I think you'll back me up on this, that religion in an Asian experience is typically much more overlapping and kind of free flow. You can be a Taoist. You can also be a Buddhist. You can be a Hindu. In the American experience, like great example of religious thinking, um, tons of people Tons of people believe that they have a mission in life to find the one, and they will find this person that will romantically compliment them, and that that is a, a, a massive goal that will bring them happiness. And you see this, this essentially religious tale told again and again and again in our movies, that, that you know, the point of the plot is for the, the main character to find their-, their Rom-com uh, religion. The, the rom-com and that's it's it's kind of like it, that's a myth right it's a myth and I don't, I, when i say myth i mean in the sense that it is a a holy tale that we believe should be perp- uh, uh, perpetuated by virtue of its value right so lots of people that are like very devout baptists also believe in the religion of finding the one which is not out of the christian religion this, this is a, a new modern american thing so noting all of that yes i i think wokeness very much qualifies as religious thinking i i think that that it has all of the hallmarks of someone who thinks like a religious person so it sounds so three all three of you think yes or close to it uh i i also i went in thinking i think wokeness is definitely religion i actually because of turner's oxford definition oh. would say that we are it's Turner's Oxford definition. He writes for Oxford. I would say that it has all the trappings of religion. I think it's a way of thinking about the world. I think it's a set of behaviors and there's a lot of performance. Uh, and I think the prayer, meditation, holidays, all of it maps to it. And I think in particular, the, 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 the Catholic right versus wrong, there's a line in the sand. That line does move. But if you're wrong, you're wrong. There's no scale of forgiveness. You're going to hell. But, but we're not okay. there yet with the belief in some kind of higher power. If we require that or higher powers... If we require that for religion, I don't know that we're there. I think we're trending in that direction. And I think Cap is right that RBG was a figure like that. We've had other heroes uh, who, you know, Harriet Tubman, who's going to be on various, you know, pieces of money in the United States. Are they, they going to cancel her? Someone's going to yeah. cancel someone, right? MLK, <laughs> you know, but we're not there. Oh, MLK cheated on his wife, you know. Well, if things go as, as they are in, in maybe several hundred years, we'll have one. I don't know what came first in religion, a series set of morals 
followed by someone being like, by the way, a god is enforcing this, or a belief in a higher power from which we then deduced rules. I don't think that the deity is necessary to qualify. Right. Again, I bring up Buddhism, which is – there's quite a lot of sure. people that are Buddhist. Deities are not a central feature of Buddhism. They're, they're an optional feature of it. And I'd say that there's lots of other things that we can look at outside of the American experience that sure strikes me as religion okay. that doesn't have a deity in it. For Perfect. example, Lenin's frozen corpsicle. Uh, or like I've, I've visited Beijing and I've been to the, the tomb of Chairman Mao and mm. people will uh, kneel before him and prostate and put flowers in front of him and sob. I mean, that's, that is, that's a, a relic. That's the relic of a saint. That's, that's religious iconography. So last thing, we've all agreed that wokeness is, is a religion that you've persuaded me. Yeah, we did it, gang. <laughs> Good job, everyone. Quick, I don't know how much time we have left. Can I, wait, can I add one part to this? One more I'm part sorry. to this? I want to add one more part. Yeah, go for it. Kaplan brought up the word repent. I think that's a big part. There is no real way to repent Mm -hmm. in wokeism. You wallow in the guilt forever. Someone gets in trouble and then uh, for whatever it might be, and then they apologize. And then the world, the, the woke world. So in Christianity, you repent, your sins are forgiven, you keep going, right? And I don't know how that stacks up in other religions, if they do that or not. For sure, in wokeism, that does not exist. No, you get a scarlet letter around your neck forever. Uh, you repent, you say you're sorry, and everybody says, screw you, we don't care, yeah. you already did it, you're now you're done forever. And so then- In Judaism, we forgive you, but we gossip about you all the time about that thing you did. So. <laughs> That's an issue. So, so I almost feel like it should become a religion so that somebody can square these things away because you need someone to be like, hey, folks, we need, you need a leader who's like, we need to allow people to repent, to let them back in or else th- th- that's what, how you create people like um, who say, fine, then I'm never I'm never I'm never apologizing again. And then that now becomes the new reaction to wokeism is don't apologize. Don't don't ever admit you were wrong. Even if you were, don't admit it. Right. The Trump. Which is the worst possible lesson to learn. Well, and there okay. are articles out there about, you know, what happened to all those people we canceled? Well, they're all hanging out together right. and doing great is what's going on. So it's not a yeah. sustainable model. for the. I think if nothing else, a woke confessional uh, tradition of confession for wokeness, I yeah. think would be useful. Or I just go in and say, like. I held my purse when I passed a black man or something. You talk about that. <laughs> or you 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 take your you take your shoes off and walk yeah. barefoot to Sarah Jessica Lawrence College or something and your sins are forgiven. It's some goddamn thing. <laughs> He's a Sarah Lawrence. Sarah <laughs> Jessica Lawrence. Lawrence. <laughs> That's the god that we're looking yeah. for. So All anyway, right. you're, you're another topic, I think. So so last piece on this, now yeah. that we've officially concluded as the world's smartest podcast network that wokeness is a religion, and I think we've offered some fantastic tips for those looking to uh, improve the religious experience of wokeness. What are some other religions that are out there that maybe aren't being talked about enough as religions? Cap, you had a good one when we were thinking about this episode. Do you want to start? I don't know what my good one was, but uh, <laughs> I was... I, I, oh, well, MAGA, is that the good there one? There we go. Yep. MAGA's got religious qualities because I know that I still have friends who are MAGA, and I and sometimes I engage them in arguments, and I, I'm very, I try to be very, like, down the middle to try to, like, sway people. I don't try to, and they still go, they go off on me like I've never, it's the same kind of religiosity, you know, it's like this, like, belief. So that's one, and then, um, and they have a you, God, clearly. 
They have a God. That one has a deity in Trump. Yeah. A clear God. Um, I know you had mentioned libertarianism. I, libertarianism, if that's a religion, that's as successful as Judaism at recruiting people. That's not a – that is not doing – they're not doing a bang-up job. Heaton, what do you think? Libertarianism? I, I think – yeah, let me let me alienate my audience since I'm, I'm a contributor at Reason TV, which is a libertarian flagship publication. I think there's a lot of libertarians that think religiously about libertarianism. Uh, and, and like the two things that I've noticed – uh, I, I guess in this context, I would be a secular libertarian in the same way that I'm a secular Buddhist, uh, in that I'm like, ah, oh, yes, small government works pretty well. It's a pretty good functional thing, palliative relief, right? Um, I, I know lots of people that for, for them, there is a cosmic moral commandment that all coercive acts are fundamentally and unquestionably evil. And publicly funded stop signs are on the exact same moral gradient as slavery. It's just a question of how much of, of the one or the other. It's It's all the same. They got to hang out with the woke people. They love um, them. And then, and then the other bit too that I've also noticed is like, like I'm quite big on unintended consequences. This is something that I think everybody should factor in when you're looking at policy, the policy you're writing. How's it going to go? It's probably going to have unintended consequences. But I know lots of people that they they tend to view it as uh, any because you're engaging in this this uh, verboten coercive act. All government actions are ultimately a Faustian bargain with the devil, and they will always have the opposite of what you wanted a hundred percent of the time in a kind of monkey's paw scenario because that feels very, um, very just, and it feels very uh, uh, you're getting your comeuppance. And if you think it happens a hundred percent of the time, that's an article of faith. Like if if it if it's just a probabilistic outcome, you should though some sometimes the government's going to get it right, even if it's out of sheer dumb luck. Uh, but if you always think the government will screw up a hundred percent, then then you're you're now engaging in in uh, in religious thinking. Turner, what do you think? What's a religion that we we haven't talked about? Uh, well, about? just to, I have one, but I want to back up the MAGA thing for a minute. I think it's. A cult? I don't know if the difference between a cult and a religion. Yeah. But um, if somebody knows, feel free to jump in and give me that definition. But they don't have beliefs the same way a religion has, right? It's more of just a figure. I listened to two episodes of a podcast called Is This a Cult? And they go through things and try to decide if they're a cult. And I believe a cult is basically all the stuff of religion. There's a right and wrong behaviors. But it's more of a community that once you're in, you're in and you can't step out. There's less of a spectrum. You're either in it or you're out of it. You can't leave. I think. That's a, <laughs> I mean, I would think yeah. that MAGA, the second anyone, you don't get elected anymore. Any politician who says that Trump might in any way be wrong about anything steal the election, is yeah. out. The second Trump says you're out, you're out. And then you don't get elected. And I would imagine it's the same in a community setting. Mm. That if you if you're if you live in one of these towns, like a Trump town, and your neighbors or the people, the the diner find out that you didn't vote for him or you don't like or you disagree with something he said, you're out. I mean, I just know that to be the case. Yeah. And it is. so I would say MAGA is, goes for everything, you. almost everything we've said about woke goes for MAGA. The difference being there is no forgiveness but I don't think you I don't know if you can be forgiven. No, you you, you, you do like an altar call and you put on the red hat and you 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 realize that Trump was correct and that um that that he's actually what America needs That's and then there's a big party. Is. They do yeah. have fun when people come over. Like like I I'm very, very anti Trump, but like they seem to have a great time when, when somebody converts and, and they're more fun than the woke uh, people. <laughs> My- definitely more fun. Um I would say that another one we haven't touched on yet is cryptocurrency. Here we go. Oh people. yes. We we uh, turn I know this well. That's a clear religion. <laughs> There's a guy who's a Japanese guy who Yoshi. invented Natoshi. What's his name, Cap? No, what was his Natoshi. name? Natoshi. Natoshi, Natoshi, yeah. 
Satoshi, yeah, he invented crypto, he invented crypto, he invented Bitcoin, whatever it is. And uh, no one even knows if he's real or if he's ever existed. This they is think he'll eliminate war. They say he'll eliminate war, right? They say like there's he'll no more. He will eliminate war. He's like they, they essentially, I mean, we met with a guy in El Salvador who calls himself the high priest of Bitcoin. Yes, yes. And he was and he's very spoken to. He's spoken to Satoshi through email. And so he has a conduit to the God that other people don't have. So then they have to go through him. Uh, it's like if you ever question any hardcore Bitcoin person, they look at you like yeah. you're, from, you're from another planet. He almost like, killed me, you? right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. This guy like almost attacked Kaplan, the high priest, when Kaplan slightly questioned him. And I'll add, I think, that compared to the more established religions that have been around forever and ever, I think, I think Heaton, you said this earlier, most people who are religious – don't recognize their own religiousness. It's the outsiders who say, oh, you believe this, so you're different from me. But I think, you know, Christianity, Islam, less so. But these ones, I think you're absolutely right. Crypto bros are not going to say they have a religion. MAGA people are not going to say they have a religion. They're like, I'm right. Libertarians will not say, oh, I'm I'm clouded by my adherence to my beliefs in libertarianism. You're going to say, I am rational and I'm correct. I do a lot of work in skepticism communities and the idea, it's its very, you know, critical reasoning and using science and hopefully not scientism. But in skeptics community, there's this idea that, like, because I identify as a skeptic or I identify as a libertarian, I prioritize right. rational thought and therefore I'm, I'm, I'm immune from this. Right. All right. Wait, wait, last- can, can, I, can I add one more, more, one more bit of, of religious thinking here? I, 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 I think yeah. that a, a common phenomenon that happens as well is just um, applying a religious way of thinking in one field and applying it to another field. Um, so, for example, um, if you're going to take your your garden variety Protestant Christian uh, in a, in a broad sense, the the narrative arc is that there was Christ and the apostles, and the apostles were great, and they wrote this primary text, and then the world of Christianity slid into a kind of apostasy or or a corruptness. And the way to overcome this is to go back to the original apostles and really dedicate yourselves to the fidelity of that holy text, right? And I, I see a lot of that with American conservatives looking at the Constitution, where like you, you talk to them and they go, well, there was George Washington and the Founding Fathers, and that was the, the golden age of, of American civic patriotism. And you know they had the Constitution. What we have to do is we have to get back to the Constitution and the will of the Founding Fathers. And the, the Founding Fathers occupy a kind of like saint position or apostolic position. They're, they're no longer very smart people, but but there's something inherently um, important about whatever their vision was that we need to pursue, and, and our deviance from whatever that vision was in any capacity is, is going to be met with sin. I have a, an updated definition for us, and then I'm going to share my religion, and then we'll get out of here, but my right. updated definition is if someone else <laughs> calls you your thing a religion, and you get mad, it's a religion. Yeah. That's my new working definition. I, I it's, not, it's not guaranteed because you can also say, oh, yeah, it is a religion. And then it can also be a religion. But I think if anyone's listening who are like, not crypto, not libertarians, blah, not MAGA, it's religion. Here's mine. Veganism. Vegans are definitely religious. Mm. We don't necessarily have a higher power, though. It might be Mother Earth. Yes, they look down on other people, right? Look, There's yeah. absolutely fundamentalist vegans. There's evangelical vegans. I would consider myself a secular vegan. I am I am practicing. I don't think it's performative. I don't really care if other people are vegan, but I know that I'm right. And <laughs> because all I read is The Atlantic, there was another article that I almost sent around, or maybe I did send around, uh, that we're not talking about that was like, actually, veganism isn't as sustainable for the Earth as we all thought. And so, of course, all the vegans are furious, mm, and everyone yeah. who's not vegan is like, yeah, I told you so. And so there's no 
right or wrong. You have to out vegan each other. Like, oh, do you eat honey? Do you wear leather? And we compete. Honey? In, yeah, yeah, I don't eat honey. So veganism is, is definitely a religion. <laughs> Can I add one on that? It's a similar vein, is that I was part of this religion for a brief time, is CrossFit. Uh-huh. Because, and CrossFit has, they have all the markings we're talking about. There's books, all these books and functional movement. They believe that regular fitness, they call them names, globo gyms. They look down on them. There's the Global paleo gyms? That's what they call them. It's like they, there's the paleo diet and there's zillions of books that, that come up. And there, there used to be, in the early days, there was this founder. Greg Glassman was his name. And he was like a religious figure. And then he would listen to his writings and listen to his workings. And I don't know, if any, you guys probably don't even know this, but during the summer of 2020, all these people, I don't know, I know you know CrossFit people. They're like, they get very mad if you say it's a cult, but they act very cult-like, right? They get very into it. And during the summer of 2020, the guy, the leader, made a joke on Twitter about George Floyd. And then everybody who was in like a blue state CrossFit, it was, it was like their two cults met and they had to choose sides. And everybody denounced, they, woke is more powerful, basically, what I try to say, because they want, you know, more, they're friends outside the community. There is. Everybody turned on them. All these CrossFits are going to get rid of their name. They're going to change their name. And then they just bought this guy out. So he's not part, he's not the leader anymore. But I don't think it's culty now. I feel like it's, they, they, they faced a test. It's not a religion anymore, but it was a religion for about a decade so and it died. One, one <laughs> so. way, and I think, you know, we'll put this in the time capsule for humanity and maybe shoot it out to space uh, or, or Elon Musk can help us with this. But I think what we're doing is we're identifying seedlings of potential religions yes. and maybe in several millennia, one of the ones that we just talked about will have one out. Obviously, I hope it's the vegans because we're correct. So but, it, uh, in yes. the meantime, <laughs> I almost feel like what we ought to do, because we've all we've all pointed to examples of religious thinking that we've we've gone into. I don't mean to say that all religious thinking is bad, by the way, e- even though I flatter myself and think I'm a fairly secular thinker. I think my friends could probably come up and go, Heaton, you really do think the free market is sacred and you really do think that comparative advantage is something that is beyond reproach and like I engage in these things as well. I think everybody does. I, I think religious thinking is actually the default for most people and and for all of us some of the time, right? So the, the longer we discuss this topic, I'm almost inclined to say that the way to handle this is not to label a religion and go, you're a religion, fuck you. Uh, and like you're not allowed to participate anymore, but rather to just have the presence of mind to say, okay, there are particular values or beliefs I have that I attribute great importance to. And for that reason, I am aware that it's going to be a much higher bar of rational discourse to dissuade me of this particular thing. And maybe just be a bit more aware of when we are defensive or when we're we're just th- this value is plus 10 in terms of rationalism. You got to do rational plus 10 to get me over this hump. Uh, and then also be mindful when you're talking to other people that they feel the exact same way about their weird stuff. I think that's a good way to put it, and it takes it from being defensive, but just acknowledging kind of our yeah. proclivities. The one thing I'll, I'll quickly add is that I actually, now that we're talking about this, my I'm an atheist, and I think my atheism hits the definition of religion. I was agnostic until I read a book that was like, agnostics are wimps. And I was like, okay, atheist. Like, like they're like, pick a side, and that was enough for me. So, Turner, what do you got? Um, uh, Yeah, closing statement here. Got it. I think that... Um, to really, it's similar to what Heaton was just saying, but I think that woke wokeism is religion, but that doesn't necessarily mean in that in that vein. I think that anyone who says woke is bad, or like Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, says like woke is not you're not allowed to be woke in my state. That's as that's as bad as saying you're not allowed to be Christian in my state. Right, you're not right. allowed to be Islamic. You're not allowed to be Jewish. Whatever it is, I really think it's the same thing. I think, yes, it's a religion. I personally don't think that's a deflammatory statement because I'm a religious person. I think religions are fine. Believe yeah. in your religion. Believe whatever religion. it is. Yeah. 
But just acknowledge that that's when you what find it people is. that that aren't. Yeah. I've always wished pe- I people were that religious. Aren't, I think we started this conversation. Sorry, people people that aren't fundamentalists or zealots or however you want to define that tend to be pluralists. And the hallmark of a pluralist is you're allowed to be wrong. I think I'm right. I think you're wrong. But we can coexist, and and you can be a pluralist and you can be religious. And I am a devout pluralist, very much in favor of pluralism. So I like where you're going, Dr. Turner. But this religion's not in favor of pluralism. That's the problem. <laughs> well, I think there are people. Right. Where it, you know, it's again, it's the fundamentalist versus uh, more relaxed woke people who prioritize social justice over other things. But I think that's right. And I think religion does offer a lot of nice things to people. I've often wished I were more religious. There's the sense of community, but most of all, just the solace that when we die, it's not all for nothing. But uh, I need an afterlife is what you're saying. I need an afterlife, man. Woke needs a leader. Doesn't it need someone to like bring it all together? I mean, that was also the the criticism of... uh, of like Black Lives Matter was like, but who's the person? Who's the Jesse Jackson? Like, who's the person? I, I don't know that I want wokeness and to have some caliph or pope that could issue fatwas on behalf of everybody in it. I'd rather that stay a kind of ground up folk religion than have any type of well, major I, no, institution. No, no, no. I'm saying if I was in the woke cult, I would oh, want okay. a leader. Yeah, I'm not I saying they like should it's... either. I'm saying for the betterment, if we agree that it's a religion for the if the religion wants to succeed and continue forward. Otherwise, I don't think it has that great. Of a Here's future. I don't I know almost nothing about this, but this is three weeks of my religious studies class in the year 2000 coming out. So Hinduism, right? Hinduism has lots of different gods. They represent lots of different things. You can pray to different ones and some you have pictures of and stuff around your house and some you don't. And there's holidays for each one that maps, I think, quite well to wokeism where you'd have different marginalized groups that we support and care about and i don't know if the caste system is built into hinduism or if it's separate thing from india but i would put that on wokeism as well where we say that's the ranking of how marginalized are you you're a higher caste in our eyes Mm. turner disagrees (laughs) no i don't disagree i just think it's a bad system yeah (laughs) one other one that we could all right well i think we've uh just Never mind. You know what? Enough. Keep going. We could we could do that. We could keep spotting religions. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna hold back. I have others, but I'll hold back. We wondered if this could be a topic. Remember, we thought could we get a whole hour out of this? We could do yeah. five hours. I feel like I have a lot of notes yeah, I didn't get exactly. to. I really. All do. right, and I think I think we can all agree that we are part of the religion of the world's smartest podcast network with four yes. uh, deities who know everything and are and tax deductible. Yeah, of pretty course. much. Excellent. All right, Turner. Oh. I'm gonna go buy your album on iTunes, not Apple Music. Get it on iTunes. Double happiness, everybody. And subscribe to our podcast, Me and Kaplan. It is Lost in America. We talk to comedians every week about the global news, comedians around the world, about the global news events happening in their country. And I am Andrew Heaton. I host the Political Orphanage, which is a big, open, friendly place for everybody to come and hang out. But uh, I'd say that the commonality tends to be people that are capable of having disagreements with their friends and don't tend to get really worked out of shape if somebody utters a magic word. (laughs) I uh, uh, am a big fan of both of these podcasts, one of many reasons I'm proudly part of the network. Uh, I am the host of Majoring in Everything, where we interview people who do more than one thing and have said we're over trying to focus uh season two is coming out in september and we got some great people to introduce and i guess we'll see you all next time bye everybody see you everybody